Hi everyone, I'm Tara Mont, and you're listening to the Trust and Thrive with Tara Mont podcast. I created this podcast along with my blog and brand to hopefully inspire others to live their most authentic life. I truly believe that we all have the power to live a life we love, and to do so, it's so important to be in tune with ourselves and be open to growing and evolving. I believe that once we can trust ourselves and our vision, that's when we can thrive. So with this podcast, I plan to discuss all things to do with self-reflection, personal growth, mindsets, and self-belief, all aspects that affect us in our everyday life. If you feel connected to my message and want to listen more often, I will be sharing one podcast a week, so make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of Trust and Thrive with me, Tara Mott. I haven't done a solo episode in what feels like forever, even though it was probably like five weeks ago, four or five weeks ago. So last time I did a solo episode, obviously, I think it was like the start of staying at home and social distancing. And so I talked about that. I talked about the uncertainty of what's going on that a lot of us are feeling. So with that said, these past few weeks of quarantine have been better, I'd say. It obviously can be tough, but when I recorded the last episode, I mentioned I got a new puppy, which is, you know, I love him to death. He's the cutest thing. And my family also moved to a new house. But with that said, we had moved like a week before we had to stay home. We kind of paused a lot of stuff because we had to redo our floors and that didn't end up happening. So a lot of our furniture isn't here or hasn't been delivered. And we also haven't put together a lot of the stuff because then we'll have to move it once the flooring happens. So it kind of feels like, like I said before, life is on a pause. And I was especially feeling that way a few weeks ago. My desk wasn't set up. I was working from like this one area of the house that we could use, like the couch, the puppy. I was watching him all day and I just didn't really have a routine. It was starting to wear me out and and I was just not feeling great about where I was um, because I feel like there's so much I have to do and it's hard to be productive when you're on a couch next to a puppy who's biting all the time. And as much as I adore my little Theodore, you know, I had to develop some kind of routine, even just like, okay, he's going to nap in his crate at this time, or my mom or dad can watch him at this point and I have to set up my desk. So I finally set up my desk, which sounds like a little accomplishment, but for me, it's so big because I feel so productive at my desk and I don't feel productive sitting on a couch, even if I have work to do. And if it's by the kitchen, people are walking around, like I need to have my space to get work done. And my mental energy for me, I'm most, my mind is there in the mornings. If I had a good night's sleep, ideally, but right after my coffee, So with that said, I know I'm rambling on, but (laughs) that was a big change. So these past few weeks have been a lot better. I have been developing more of a routine for sure because before I moved, I think moving also really affected it because it's just a new place, a new puppy. I feel like a new mom. So now I think there's more routine. Obviously, it's different every day, but with everything going on, it's normal, I think, to be all over the place because I'll have one day that's like, really good I feel super productive and then I'm not going to lie like it's easy to take on energy if you live with other people so like I love my family but I'll take on their energy sometimes or I'll watch the news and it'll be hard or I'll just feel lonely and miss my friends and my boyfriend whatever it is those days happen and then then another moment is good it it really just depends on the day 
And that's another reminder that you're going to have the good days, you're going to have the bad days, and that's okay. Some days you're going to feel really lethargic and some days you're going to feel on top of it and really productive and that's okay. Some days you might just have to get through your work that's assigned to you and other days you may feel more excited to do it. That's okay. That's something a lot of people are talking about, productivity shaming, to be careful with that because we're all trying our best. This is so new and some of us are just trying to survive. We all are trying to survive no matter what, especially now. It's such a strange time. So this is kind of, I don't want to go too into this because I have a specific topic for this episode I want to discuss, but that was kind of just a, an update since the last solo episode You know, I have my down days, I have my good days, I have some really emotional days, and then I have some extra productive days. It really just depends. And so I'm here to tell you that whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're feeling is valid, and there's no right way to get through this other than staying at home, of course, and staying safe. But when it comes to um, your emotions and dealing with that, we're all trying our best. And so just be easy on yourself, find people to talk to. And please know you're not alone. So it just felt right starting this episode with that update because I can't get into like a whole different topic, like live your best life and do this and that when there's so much going on right now that is the reality, new reality of what we're living in. And I think sometimes that can actually backlash when, you know, like toxic positivity that can backlash when we're saying, be positive, everything's good, you're fine, as opposed to validating how you may really feel, which you may be anxious and scared and confused and you you may feel like your life is on hold. A lot of us are feeling that way and that's okay. But no matter what, I hope to be a source of light and comfort at this time, especially. That's why I want to talk about a subject that, you know, relates to not just what we're going through now, but overall, I think a lot of us are kind of doing a lot more inner work. From what I've noticed, at least, more of us are forced to really deal with our emotions, not just go out and work, work, work and distract ourselves, which is a very common way that many of us ignore our emotions. But I specifically have been reflecting a lot on on what I value and how I want to come out of this, who I want to be, what kind of life I want to live in general. I think when we all experience something like this, which It almost feels like we're faced with the reality of our mortality and the idea that we may get sick, we may pass. And even though, you know, if you're young and healthy, it's still something that's terrifying and we don't know what could happen. We just don't know. At the same time, there are a lot of people who are forced to really face a lot of things they don't want to about themselves, about those around them, specifically about ourselves and the life we want to live. We're starting to see what really matters right now. We miss seeing our loved ones, not worrying about shaking someone's hand, not worrying about being in a group of people. So for me, I've really been thinking about what I value and what matters. And I've been reading some really good books, too, that have just been inspiring me to really, you know, overall not care so much about what people think. And that's something I've been I've been working on recently anyway, because I've been a people pleaser my whole life. But I'm really learning a lot about myself. So for this episode, overall, I want to discuss this idea of living life as an experiment. Viewing life as an experiment. I'm reading the book When Things Fall Apart by the Buddhist teacher Pema Chodron. She mentions to live your life as an experiment. And her book overall, that book specifically, discusses so many hardships she's been through and just the reality of being okay with uncertainty of life and knowing that nothing is ever going to be perfect 
things fall apart and they get better they fall apart they get better people die people get cancer these hardships will occur so we can't plan for things to be perfect we can try to plan things of course have goals and dreams and work towards something but we also have to remember that nothing will ever be perfect and to be open to that to be open to seeing that things will change things will be different than how we expected likely even though like i've been productive with my work I've been thinking a lot emotionally, mentally. I've been sometimes, you know, really in my head and it can be hard, but it also is me reflecting on so many wounds and beliefs I've had that I want to change and I want to work on. And doing that inner work, we've discussed this before, can be painful. The self-discovery process, which is continuous, of course, can be painful. It's not glamorous all the time. It's not glamorous. It's not perfect. It's not like in movies where it's always a positive breakthrough. It can be really hard to deal with those emotions and grieve maybe these ideas we've had. But that's what brings change. That's what makes us evolve. And so this whole idea of life as an experiment, I I love this because I was recently talking to a close friend too about just being afraid to try new things and put ourselves out there. And I've been reflecting on how even just starting this podcast, it wasn't as simple as, okay, I knew I wanted to do this podcast and that was it. I started an account that was like a wellness account. It was Wellness with Tara on Instagram, honestly focused on like fitness and health. And it was just a fun, you know, a fun little Instagram account on the side that I would post, that I would post some workouts and stuff when I was more into that. Um, And that was about almost three years ago which honestly feels longer because so much has changed since then. In July, it'll be three years ago I started that page, and that eventually turned into my account, Tara.Mont. Through so much trial and error and just doing it for fun and having a corporate job that I was not passionate about and then teaching from home and working on my own, I went through so much and I, I learned what matters to me, what doesn't. And even just, you know, starting that page that was fitness focused, that was scary at first. But if I had never started that, I would never have changed the name to Tara.Mont. And then I had so much I wanted to share and learn and do with that page. And so I eventually started Trust and Thrive, this podcast and the page, Instagram page as well, because I had been wanting to. But the name, for example, the idea of the show, none of this would have occurred if I didn't just start and look at life as an experiment. I know so many people who say it has to be perfect. I've had someone to me say, you know, I, I could never do that. It would have to be perfect. It would have to, you know, I'd never be able to put my creative work out there until it's really good and I feel like I know everything. But will we ever know everything? <laughs> no, that's unrealistic. If we wait and wait and wait, will never learn. That's what an experiment is. It's trial and error. And not just about business, not just about creative work, about everything, even relationships, friendships, career, what you want to do with your life, your beliefs. We're experimenting every day. And yet for some reason, we get so attached to one thing. We think this relationship had to be it. This friendship had to work out. This job had to be the one I wanted. If anything, it's a beautiful thing. It's so amazing that we're discovering this is not what I want. So I look back on that job and I don't think that was a waste of time. I think, oh, wow, I learned so much from that. So many amazing hard skills and soft skills. And I discovered that that's not what I want to do. 
and just so many more learning lessons. I've had friendships fall out and I've learned, okay, I realize that like boundaries are important and what matters to me and we learn every day. It doesn't mean that you don't have the right to grieve because of course we do. It's not easy to say, oh, you went through a breakup or whatever, you lost your job, boohoo, get over it, be positive. It's an experiment. No, not at all. If anything, I think grieving is part of the process. You have to feel that pain. You have to feel that pain of whatever experience you're going through to really come out of it stronger. Because if you don't, you're going to repress it, try to avoid it and repress it. I promise you it will come out another way. It may be really unhealthy. It may affect you really negatively. And it may turn into an action that you're not proud of. It could turn into something physical. It can turn into an addiction. It can turn into just a really bad relationship with emotions, which is huge. And and that's not what we want. So many of us think we can avoid these emotions. We can avoid the pain that comes with life, but we can't. And if you're someone who grew up in a household where you were taught to repress these emotions and not talk about it, or to be ashamed of how you're feeling, or to grow up, to not cry. Big girls, big boys, they don't cry. I'm deeply sorry, and I hope you know that you can change that. I'm right here with you. I felt very uncomfortable for a while dealing with the pain because I was so used to being a positive person. I was so used to being a people pleaser, being happy. I think in all honesty, I was very sheltered in many ways. So I didn't see a lot of painful moments or a lot of hardship that maybe I should have seen growing up. It was there. It was happening in my family, in my life. But I definitely, I think my family tried to shelter me from that. And I know that was with good intention, of course. But that's something I've learned that I would do differently with my kids. I want them to see the hardship. Obviously, when they're four or five, I'm not going to tell them the darkest stories, of course. But I want to be honest with them and express that life isn't always jolly and perfect. Or that you're not always going to get that reward or that job, whatever, whatever it is. So when those kids grow up, they, they're more okay with handling their emotions. And thankfully, I did have that where my mom especially was very in tune with her emotions. And so I talked a lot to her about them and I was very open. But there are obviously other things that I think I need to work on myself and change and, and learn from. But really, when I go back to the idea of life as an experiment... It makes me excited to fail, to learn. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. And most of the time, you're not going to succeed the first time you try. There's always going to be some failure, some learning lesson along the way. Like I said, I don't even see failure, in quotes, as something negative. See it as a learning lessons. Because yes, there are things we could have done differently that we need to work on. But we can either live our life with regret and think, I failed and I suck, I should have done better. Or we can say, okay, I could have done better. Now I'm learning how I can. How can I do better next time? What can I do differently? You can sulk in it or you can take action and grow from it. And of course, there are times where we just want to complain and be upset. Trust me, I'm not perfect. I complain. I I feel bad about things that could have been done differently. And then I choose to move on. Let yourself feel that pain. I let myself feel that pain. And it's so funny when I think back too, because when I quit my job that I wasn't passionate about, and I obviously, I know this, I say this all the time, that I'm incredibly lucky and privileged that I could live at home and discover what I wanted to do while I'm building the life that I want. I'm lucky that I have that opportunity and that I was able to quit, of course. So I would tell some friends this, 
and they would say oh my gosh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry you quit like even though i quit i didn't get fired <laughs> and even then i thought no this is this is a good thing i'm learning what i don't like like obviously i was it was sad at first because i imagined that i would love this industry and i'd want to work in it all that all of that but i learned so much and i was so excited for the future to find something else i wanted to do and at this time i was 22 i think and then i had other friends who said congratulations we should celebrate so much to look forward to and it's funny because those are the friends i feel like i'm closest to and nothing against that other mindset at all but it's just it's interesting because you can look at one situation like that and have such different perspectives you can see it as a failure or you can see it as a great learning experience and to be excited that there's so much now to discover now i have the opportunity to do something else and see if i like that and really get closer to living my truth not just staying somewhere because i feel like i have to and then i turn 50 and i think where did my life go that thought scares me you know i want to know that i've explored life in the way that i want to i touched on things i'm passionate about I made mistakes, I failed, I realized, okay, this doesn't work, this does work. And something as simple as like my page and what I've been doing with my work, if you go back, like you can tell I've, I've I hopefully you can tell I've grown so much in that because my first posts were just not it. <laughs> like the first Instagram posts were the Trust and Thrive account and all of it in general. You have to start to learn. Life is an experiment. You have to go on those dates to find out what you like and what you don't like. You have to be okay with losing people in your life. And when I say that, I don't mean, okay, just be positive about it, get over it, not at all. Like I said, accepting it and working through it is one thing, but ignoring that it happened and pretending like you're fine is another. And we don't want that. We want to accept it and reflect on it and be upset, be sad, feel the pain. You wanna feel the pain, not to an extent that it's obviously too much and you're overthinking and you can't move on, but feel the pain yourself. Learn these lessons. Don't be disappointed if things don't turn out your way. Another part of this is in general, things are not going to turn out our way. Even more obvious now with everything going on, very clear that nothing is going to be what we expect and we cannot predict what happens next. Life is just too unpredictable, too, there's too much uncertainty going on now and in general. And we feel that loss of control now more than ever. And that's so new for so many of us. Because like I said, it's easy to distract yourself and think, okay, I have the perfect job, check. The perfect relationship or what we think is in our heads. Relationship, check. I have friends, check. I have this and that, check. But we can't control everything. We can't live in this fantasy and think, okay, life has to be exactly how I want it. Because we will only be disappointed when one thing doesn't go our way. There will be roadblocks. There will be so many changes we don't expect. We have to accept that. We may not always be ready and it may be tough, of course. It's going to be hard. I'm not saying that it'll be easy if someone you know passes away or someone gets sick. Of course it won't be. But if you at least have that mindset and realize that life is so unpredictable, life is just an experiment. I don't know what's going to happen, but if you have that mindset, and you realize that, it'll be so much easier to get through it. And I think if, if we see life as an experiment too, we remind ourselves that I, sh I won't be disappointed if this doesn't work out, or I won't be disappointed if this isn't exactly how I planned, because that's what an experiment is. 
I feel like it's such an obvious thing to say. Like, of course, life is unpredictable. See life as an experiment, whatever. But when you really think about it, and you really tell yourself often, life is an experiment. I'm going to live my life as an experiment. For me, at least, it's so exciting. I stop caring so much about what people are going to say. I stop caring so much because I know that I will be gone one day. Those people will be gone one day. And, you know, that's obviously can be a very dark thought, but it also brings some comfort in knowing that if you mess up or embarrass yourself in what you think is an embarrassing moment or action, whatever, people will forget we'll be gone. <laughs> you know, it's not like everyone's going to remember that one video you posted, the first podcast you posted, the, the first song you released that you didn't like that much. People will move on. And even then, who cares? You should be proud that you are growing so much. If you think, oh, that first video I posted was so embarrassing, or that first blog I posted was not that great, but I've grown so much. That's a great thing. That's amazing. That means you've grown so much and that you've done the work to let yourself grow. You experimented. That's what scientists do. They experiment. They test theories. They they challenge these ideas and these beliefs. And imagine if Thomas Edison said, you know, I don't know if we can do with anything that isn't a candle right now. I don't think that's realistic. I don't want to fail on that, so I'm not going to try. We'd never have light. <laughs> I mean, maybe someone else would figure it out, but imagine if everyone felt that same way. Imagine all these influential people right now you may look up to said, you know, I, I think I'm going to pass on that. I want it to be perfect, and it's not, so I think I'm just not going to try. I'm not going to try out. You know, I'm not going to put myself out there. Could you imagine that? We have to be patient with ourselves. That's another reminder. Viewing life as an experiment when it comes to an experiment, do you imagine that you're going to find the answer right away? That you're going to know exactly what to do right away? That it'll all be perfect? No, that's what an experiment is. There are experiments that take years and years to understand. So be patient with yourself. If you're figuring out what you want to do in your life with your career and you feel unhappy in your job, what, for example, if that's the case, be patient with yourself. Who knows what you'll want to do 20 years from now? And that's what excites me. Life is a freaking experiment. There's so much to discover, so much to see. Stop limiting yourself. Why limit yourself and say, I want everything to go exactly this way? You know, when you've barely tapped into even 0.000001 parts of life and all the knowledge you'll gain. It's just, I truly believe it's just limiting yourself when we try so hard to have the perfect scenario or specific outcome. I really just think that's limiting ourselves. And when we don't want to fail, when we try to do anything to avoid failure, that's limiting ourselves. And that's not fair to you. That's just not fair to you. There's so many opportunities out there. Why live your life caring about what other people think? Whatever your reason is, you know, I think for many of us, the reason we don't want to fail is because we think that's embarrassing and people will see and we won't feel good about ourselves and we'll judge our self-worth off of that. We have to remember that we are worthy no matter what. No matter what we put out there, no matter who we are, whether or not our work is creative or successful or we meet the right people, whatever it is, we are worthy as we are. You are worthy as you are. And you have to separate that from what you do because so many of us jump into what we're doing. And I'm not going to lie. Of course, I've connected myself to my work. I love my work. But if if this podcast blows and never becomes anything, 
I will not let that reflect who I am. And if people say they hate it or they don't like it, that doesn't reflect me or my work. And of course, I'm human. I'm sensitive. I have, I take things personally. I'm aware of that and I try not to. And sometimes I will, but I don't let that stop me. I don't let that really affect me to the point where I stop living my life. And so many of us do that where we really don't, we'll literally stop making decisions or we'll make certain decisions for other people. We think, oh, this job looks good to other people. Oh, this relationship looks good, but I'm not happy. I've seen that where I've been so surprised at how, like say for example, someone's posting about their job that they're so obsessed with, it sounds cool, all of that. But when I meet them in person or they just tell me that they're so unhappy, it's crazy. We, we convince ourselves sometimes and we put out this image to think, okay, I've done episodes on this before, you know, the whole idea that no one has it figured out. That was one of my very first episodes. It might be episode two or three. I can't remember, but it's definitely in the first five episodes of the show. We try so hard to just prove that we know the answers. We have it figured out. And it's been so liberating beyond belief. Of course, I still struggle and I get back in, in, that, in that mindset sometimes. But overall, letting go of that fear of failure and what people think about what I do has been so liberating and has made me realize a lot of people wish they could feel that way. If anyone has ever been hateful or or been like judgy about what I'm doing or always realized, those are usually people who, I'm not talking about anyone specific, but just like in general, anyone who would judge and be bitter and unhappy for you is someone who's probably unhappy with themselves and wishes they didn't care what other people thought. They wish they could have that mindset. They wish they could let that go. So it scares them seeing that someone may not care in the same way. Someone is living their authentic life. Someone is living their truth. That scares a lot of people. Anyone who is like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's so horrible. What are you going to do? And projecting all these fears onto me when I quit my job, I could tell it was all their fears. It was all of what they felt about themselves and they were just, you know, as a friend and with good intentions, but it was coming on to me and that's exhausting. And that's just another example of also setting that boundary emotionally and realizing that separation, realizing that it's not even about you in that moment. And so you need to keep living your truth. You need to keep living your life as an experiment. Who cares what people think? Who cares if who cares if you're engaged and then you realize they're not the one and you're not engaged anymore? Who cares? Who cares if you're at a job for a month or two months? Who cares if you have this business you've been starting for years and then you realize you don't want to do it and so you stopped? Who cares if you get a divorce? Who cares if you move across the world? Who cares if you change your religion, your spirituality? Who cares? You need to focus on what you want in this world, who you want to be. Do you want to live a life where you're obsessed with other people and you let them define your life? You let fear control you? You feel limited? Do you want to feel limited? Or do you want to live a life where you want to make mistakes? That excites you because that means you're growing. That means you're moving forward. That means you're untapping a whole new area in your mind, in your soul, in your body. In this whole world, you're discovering something new. Why stay stuck with the familiar mentally? Why tell yourself, well, this is what I know to do and I think is right or what people want me to do or I'm scared to start this. I don't know if it'll do great. If you feel that way, 
that's more reason to do it. If you're terrified to put your art out there or your blog or your music, whatever it is, that's more reason to do it. The more you do it, the more resilient you'll get. Undoubtedly, that's what's going to happen. If you're afraid to talk to someone you're interested in, for example, go talk to other people. Experiment. Try it out. See what happens. Get rejected. Get rejected. People don't apply for one job and think, okay, well, I didn't get it, so that's it. (laughs) No. You know how many jobs you have to apply to to get an interview? It obviously depends on the person and all, but overall, it's not easy. And I've learned, okay, maybe this is a better way to approach someone or to ask questions or this and that. I am learning along the way. There's no end. There's no end game to this. I see my life as an experiment and the end of the experiment is when I'm gone. And I'm starting to get more comfortable with the idea of my death and not in a very dark way, but just, you know, I think it's scary to think, oh my gosh, one day we'll be gone. The reality of our mortality, but it's the truth. And It makes me want to live a fuller life. And when I remind myself that, it makes me want to live the most authentic life I can live. That when I physically leave this earth, I will know that I live my truth. And I read this quote online when I was kind of researching this topic. I really loved it. It says, what appears to be the truth today may not be true tomorrow after your experiment has concluded. And so that's kind of a different mindset that's seen like maybe every day as an experiment, which I like to, you know, you know, there's no right right or wrong way to see this. You can see every day as an experiment, which is great. Um, you can see your whole life as an experiment or both, which is, you know, how I live my life. Every day I'm learning something new. Okay, new experiment. The quote finishes off with, therefore, what you believe now will shift tomorrow and subsequently so will the choices and decisions you make. I love that. Our truth today is going to be different than our truth tomorrow. That's a good thing. Be okay with that change. Be excited viewing life as an experiment. Don't let yourself be limited. There's so much to learn, so much the world has to offer. Please do not let someone else's opinion of you get in the way of that. Who cares? If anyone judges you for that, I can guarantee it that they're likely projecting their fears onto you And it scares them thinking that someone else is living their truth and they're putting themselves out there. Oh, how could they? I've had that. I've had someone tell me, I could never do what you're doing until it's perfect. You know, how are you doing that? And at first I took that personally, but then I realized, oh, that's actually a good thing. (laughs) That's a good thing. I take that as a compliment. I'm putting myself out there. It's terrifying, but it's gotten less scary for sure because I do it more often. At the same time, each experiment, each new moment, is obviously brand new. That can bring bring up some new fears. That can bring up some old fears. And I have to just remind myself, you know, I have to remind myself of who I am, of what kind of life I want to live. And I think I've said this like in so many episodes, but I really do think about what I will think in my deathbed. Anytime I'm too scared to do something that I really want to do or I overthink it, I think, okay, Tara, are you, you know, when you're in your deathbed, are you going to think, I'm so glad I didn't do the the thing I wanted to do so that this person wouldn't judge me. I'm so glad I avoided that. Or am I going to think, oh wow, I really missed out on doing something I really wanted. I want to know that I did what I wanted to do and I lived my truth. You know, I don't don't want to say I'm fearless because I'm not. I have fear. I just move forward despite it, as many of us do. But I'm, I'm making friends with the fear. My fear is there to protect me, but I'm not going to let it hold me back. It can say, you know, hey, Tara, just so you know, this may be something to worry about. Just for your own protection, I'm here for you. That's what our fear is telling us. It cares for us. 
If you see it as a friend, you can say, okay, thank you. Thank you, fear. I appreciate your concern, but I'm going to do this anyway. I know I can do this. I won't mind if people judge me. I'll be okay if I make a mistake. Make friends with fear. Make friends with failure, with making mistakes. That'll drastically change your life, I'm telling you. That one mindset shift, it's not so simple. It's not like click, change, you know, now you're not scared of anything. That's not the case. I'm terrified. I take things personally. I'm sensitive, all of that. But I remind myself of this every day and I choose to move forward every day because I'm so excited to live my life as an experiment and to see how I can grow and be my best self and help others do the same. I only hope to inspire others to do the same because nothing breaks my heart more than seeing people like later in their lives regretting so much and being so unhappy and thinking, where did the time go? Why didn't I live my truth? I hope this episode has been helpful. I hope it's opened your eyes. I love to know what you think. I feel like I sound like I'm on some intense spiritual journey, which I am. There's so much thinking to do, especially while in quarantine. The book has really been opening my eyes too, and I'm so excited you know, to read more, to research more, to learn more. Please feel free to send me books, other podcasts, videos, anything that you think either relates to this topic or that you just think I'll be interested in that I can even share with listeners so that we can all be in this together. However you're mentally feeling or emotionally feeling right now, please know you're not alone. Please know it's okay to be afraid. Have that self-compassion and realize we have been programmed to have certain beliefs growing up and to see the world a certain way. So if you grew up with people who made you feel like anytime you made a mistake or failure was something to be ashamed of, then of course you're going to be afraid to put yourself out there now. Don't be so hard on yourself. That's okay. Be gentle with yourself. Speak to your inner child. There's so much reprogramming to do right there, but it's possible and you can do it and we will do together. This is a lifelong process, a lifelong journey. I've been tapping into so many parts of myself during quarantine that I didn't even realize were there. So many wounds to heal, so many beliefs to shift. I'm so excited to do that. I'm so excited. If you'd like to give me a follow on Instagram, you can at tara.mont or the Instagram for this podcast at Trust and Thrive, where I will slowly start doing Insta Lives. I'm hoping to do Instagram Lives with past guests, future guests, sometimes alone, just to discuss these topics. So I hope you get involved. I hope you're there. Make sure to follow so you can be a part of it. And I will also be posting stories where you can ask questions for future episodes. So for example, if I know that I will have a Skype call on a specific topic like anxiety or going through a breakup, whatever it is, please feel free to send me a message with your question or respond to the Insta story with your question. I want to make sure that you feel heard especially with guest episodes. I want you to know that I'm asking your questions, they're being answered, and that you're not alone. So thank you for being here. I appreciate you so much. I hope you're staying safe and you're doing okay. Please feel free to reach out. Let me know what's stuck with you, what topics interest you, and what you want to hear on the show. Your voice matters more than you know. I'm sending you love and strength, and I will catch you all next Thrive Thursday.